This is Beat'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 348 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Round two goes to Kong. <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Yeah, I just got out of the, sh- got out of the shower, uh, showering myself with bleach. To uh, <laughs> watch the stench of this movie. Oop, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, including a a new trailer for Space Jam Two, and then we've got our review of Godzilla v Kong. But before we get into all that, how is everyone doing this week? Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? I'm good. I uh, I realized that I cannot be trusted when I go onto family video. Because uh, <laughs> like random packages show up in my mail and I'm like, what the hell, hell is this? Oh, yeah, I did order that. I'll just go on and just start buying stuff. So, um, yeah, I have to I have to be really careful when I go on there. Uh, I was... um. We watched uh, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and it, it you know put me in a mood for like some good Superman. Uh, and I mentioned before I was watching that animated show on Tubi, but I wanted to watch some of the other uh, DC animated ones, and I realized I didn't have a few of them. So uh, I went to Family Video, and before I knew it, I got a complete like set of uh, Superman animated movies. So um, yeah, I got to stay off of that website or not, depending on how much you're spending. So. Yeah, yeah, they have like really good sales, and then they have like the special Warner Brothers sales. So it's like, oh my god, how do how do I resist Warner Brother? <laughs> exactly. How can I resist like the Matrix on Blu-ray for like six bucks? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I can't, I can't resist it. So, FamilyVideo.com. If you are a DVD nut like I am. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what's going on? Absolutely nothing. I worked a lot this week. I think I ended my week at 50 hours, so I didn't do much else. It was pretty lame this week. Well, that's no fun. (laughs) All right. Well, as for me, my friends, uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I haven't done anything exciting this week. I uh, worked probably about 60 hours this week between both jobs and recorded a guest uh, appearance on another podcast and tried to cram in watching Godzilla versus Kong and some other stuff. So it's just been a really busy week, but I will agree with you, Markellis. Uh, the packages randomly showing up at the house is a, a terrible pandemic sickness. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. I, cause I bought that laptop. I bought the brand new laptop that I have that I use for recording now on Amazon and then I paid it off immediately afterwards. And then that got me a whole bunch of extra points for my Amazon card that you can use like money that you get once you pay things off. So I immediately like bought, I, I didn't have uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp on Blu-ray. It had been on my wish list for like three years. So I finally just broke down and bought that. I just got a package from T public today. I bought a Eva shirt and I got a rock candy podcast shirt. Nice. Uh, what else has showed up lately? Um, I think that's it. Oh, and I got Zartan from the uh, G.I. Joe classified line. So. I pre-ordered a bunch of stuff around Christmas. And so now it's all like being released. And I keep getting these packages. And I'm like, what did I order? <laughs> oh, yeah, I ordered this before Christmas. Well, the good news is that a couple things have gone to Derek's house because he uh, – will be be happen to be online and be pre-ordering stuff for that he wants that he knows I want so he'll be like oh well I got you and me Cobra Trooper I got you and me Bo-Katan I got you and me <laughs> Lady J and Flint and a whole bunch of Action Force guys and 
So it just, I just let it build up at his house until eventually like I owe him like $150 and then we meet up somewhere. Nice. <laughs> so, at least a little less, but bunch of packages showing up. But Mark Ellis, let's show the listeners one big package and that <laughs> is our social media presence. So why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you will also find some movie reviews from yours truly, occasionally. Uh, you'll find some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming pics from our buddy the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll find our merchandise there. We have a tea Public store with t-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, notebooks, uh, all types of goodies with the So Wizard Podcast images all over it. So definitely check that out. Uh, another way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on the website. Click on a big A, you do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on at, on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, we have a YouTube page, videos going up all the time, so definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page if you want to support us monthly, receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. Uh, shout out to all of our fellow podcasting buddies all over the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. I want to ask you something. What? Where are you from? You're not from Guilin, are you? I... I'm from Japan. Japan? I know it. It's a foreign country, right? <laughs> Shout out to our Japanese listeners. I apologize. <laughs> what the hell? Ah... <sighs> Sorry, amazing video game voice acting from the game Shenmue for Dreamcast. Oh, I didn't play Shenmue. I literally could make 150 sound drops from that game, and there would still be plenty more to make. <laughs> Some of the worst voice acting in the history of video games, but a fantastic game. <laughs> Dreamcast had some of the best games ever. Seriously, Dreamcast was where it was at. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry, but enough about bad voice acting in video games. Marcellus, let's drop the drop and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, we had a couple of trailers that dropped this week. Uh, we had some images from the new Space Jam movie that's coming out. Uh, they actually released a full trailer, not just a teaser, but a full trailer that gave us a, a good look of what's going to be happening in the story, uh, a good look at some of the designs, some of the characters, and uh, you know, just give you a, a little taste of what Warner Brothers has in store for Space Jam. So now that we got a look at a full trailer, what did you guys think of Space Jam 2? Let's start with Aubrey. Um, I don't want it to happen. I like the original Space Jam, and I don't think that doing another one is going to be good. So the trailer didn't win you over at all? Nope. Aww. Nothing like the original. Well, it's coming out soon, Aubrey. You know what that means. Well, I'm afraid I've got some <laughs> bad news. Like it or not, we're going to be watching it for the show. Mm. Hey, at least it's on HBO Max. That's true. I don't have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Technically. Right. Joy, what about you, man? How'd you feel about this Space Jam trailer? Wow. Um, I thought this trailer was bad. I think this movie looks bad. Really? <laughs> it it confirms like all my uh, worries about this movie. And it just looks like, just looks bad. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I, I feel like the original movie is not good. And even though I love it and I love the soundtrack and I love everything about it and I own it on Blu-ray in a fucking limited edition steelbook. Um, don't laugh. That's not funny, Mr. <laughs> Family Dollar Video or the fuck that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Liking Space Jam is on one level. Loving it and having a Blu-ray is on another level. Having it on a steel box 
limited edition Blu-ray, you better fucking be ready for the sequel. Well, the thing is, is like, I, I'm sure that the first one is not good. And I'm sure when it was coming out, people looked at it the same way, like a soulless cash grab of different brands coming together. But this like really, really reeks of like WB corporate synergy universe presents. Like, I, I don't know. I just I get a weird, like gross vibe from it. I, I just don't get the like fun vibe you got from like the first one where it, it just seemed like. People were earnestly at least making a movie, even though I know it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe that's nostalgia and rose tinted glasses. But like, I don't know. I just I don't like LeBron to start with. So that's that's part of the problem. Okay. <laughs> and it just kind of spirals from there. I don't know. I mean, I'm, obviously, we're going to watch it. I'd love for it to change my mind, but I'm just not feeling it at all. It's just I'm just not feeling it at all. I, if I never see another Iron Giant cameo in anything, I'll be happy. <laughs> If you're not making Iron Giant 2, stop it. Just stop. Fucking stop it. (laughs) Awful. Uh, Yeah, I'm just completely uninterested in this. You can say whatever you want about the first one. At least the the emphasis on that one was basketball player and other real-life people meet Warner Brothers animated characters from Looney Tunes, and they play a basketball game. This is like... uh, It just feels like too much. It feels like Ready Player One mashed up with other shit and it, i just got a really weird vibe from it and i wasn't excited about it at all again i'm gonna watch it but yeah, just not excited at all well you know i'm not that big of a fan of the first movie i mean i know i watched it and i know i thought it was okay when i saw it at one time so you know i don't have like a the bar isn't really set that high for this one but as i mentioned before uh produced by ryan coogler so automatically i'm in uh yeah and i think it looks you know it looks like, you know, Space Jam. Like, what What more would you want? It's live action and, and Warner Brothers characters playing basketball. Like, that, and that's the movie. And somewhere in there, there's going to be a father and son heartstring moment. And, and I'm down for that. I do agree with you on the Iron Giant thing. Uh, once I saw that, I'm like, oh, God, we're, do- we're doing this again? So, yeah, I, maybe it'd be like Lego Batman where they incorporate all those other characters and it's funny. Uh, you know, we'll see, but yeah, you know, whatever. We don't have to go out to watch it. It's coming out July 16th on HBO Max, and uh, we will probably most likely be reviewing it for the show. Oh, we're definitely reviewing it for the show. <laughs> so you can pretty much already guess what our reviews are going to be. <laughs> no, because it could be surprising. It could This could just be a bad trailer. There's been amazing trailers for bad movies, and there's been bad trailers for really good movies. So you never know. If you watch just the trailer to Prometheus, you'd think that was a fucking 10 out of 10 movie. But guess what? It was ass on ass. So we'll see. We'll see. Circle that date on the calendar, folks. We're, we're going to be ready for it. All right. So then we got another trailer. Uh, this one is something a little bit more. I almost I almost want to say realistic, but not quite uh, a completely different genre. It's based on a hit book. It's called Shadow and Bone. It's going to be a Netflix TV show. And that one is going to be it's going to be coming out in April, April 23rd. They dropped a full length trailer for it uh, this week. And uh, we got a chance to take a look at it. A big, epic, wide spanning, almost like a YA novel type of uh, story. So, uh, yeah, let's go around the room and see what do we think of Shadow and Bone. Let's go back to Joey. Okay, so I have a confession to make. I've never read this book. I didn't even know these books existed. Um, right off the bat, I'm struck with the feeling that this is just another one of these projects that was greenlit like four years ago when Game of Thrones was like at its height yep. and every other channel and streaming service was like, give me anything, <laughs> find a book and make it. <laughs> so now we've got The Witcher, we've got The Wheel of Time over at Amazon, we've got Lord of the Rings, the TV series at Amazon. Um, we had Shannara Chronicles on uh, fucking Spike TV. That's how long ago that was. God, that was bad. You guys, did you guys watch that? No. No, you said it was bad, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, and I really liked the books, too, when I was a kid. So that was really disappointing. But, yeah, um, so th- this, you know, right off the bat, I'm like, oof. And it, it kind of looks like a sci-fi channel series. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm interested in checking it out just strictly because I do like sword and sorcery, uh, Dungeons and Dragon-y type stuff. Um, 
I've never read the books, so like I don't know. Is this like a young adult type book? Am I getting myself into some kind of like Hunger Games Twilight crap, or is this like an actual like fantasy novel? I don't know, but it looks cool enough. I mean, it looks a little generic, but whatever. Uh, it's Netflix, and all the episodes will drop on one day. So the upside of that is that if I like it, I can finish it as quick as possible. But if I don't like it, I'll be able to watch like one or two episodes and then be like, eh, I'm good. It's if a Disney plus or other streaming service show drops. And I'm not sure if I like it after one episode, it's hard to be like a week later, go back and be like, all right, I'll watch another one and see what I think. Cause it's just, that's never going to happen with my schedule. But with the Netflix thing, if you watch one and it was, Oh, it was okay. Then you watch the second one. You're like, all right, I'm out. Yep. So, you know, I, I, I want to put like a cautiously like thumb in the middle, like maybe kind of, sort of, you know, I just, can't get super excited because the trailer did seem kind of generic to me. All right. All right. Aubrey, what about you? How did you feel about this trailer for Shadow and Bone? Um, I'm definitely with Joey on it. Like, it looks like something I would really like. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to translate very well in a show. So that makes me a little bit nervous. I really want to like it, but it kind of looks a little disjointed. And maybe it translates better in the book than it did in the trailer, but it looks like it's about a thousand themes thrown into one story. And I don't know how that's going to be. But then again, I did read this book called The Philosopher's Flight, and I think I recommended it when I was first reading it. And that's like a war history meets uh, sorcery and type stuff. So, I mean, that was kind of cool, but... I don't know. It just feels like a lot. So I don't know. I, I almost feel like the show's going to be too much. Okay. All right. Did you read the books at all? Or were you familiar with the books? I didn't, but now I want to see what they're about. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I also never heard of this at all as a book series or whatever. So I have like no context. I, all I have is the images that they presented and it looks cool. You know, there's yeah. a darkness. There's a girl. She has like light inside of her. She has to battle the darkness, defend the honor of the land. There's people after her. I mean, and it looks like there's some money behind it. <laughs> so in this day and age, you know, when there's, it's tough to get like good entertainment. If you show me that there's at least some money behind it, I'm already, my interest is already peaked. So, um, yeah, the fact that it all drops on one day is excellent. So we can go through a couple episodes and see if it's good. Um, but I think it looks cool. It doesn't look like anything else. Maybe it's because I don't really read a lot of fantasy novels or um, <laughs> it's been a while since I've had a, a good fantasy uh, story to watch. But I don't know. I think it looks cool. I think it looks really cool. Oh, sounds like it might have to be a future Patreon review. Oh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how episode three. Sadly, out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say, sadly, it drops like the same weekend that Falcon Winter Soldier ends and then Mortal Kombat comes out and we start rolling into summer movie season. So I, I don't know, but I don't hope it doesn't get lost in the shuffle if it is good, but I guess we'll find out. Yep. So, uh, yeah, April 23rd, it's going to be releasing on Netflix. All right. So then in some sequel news, uh, speaking of Netflix, Ryan Johnson, everyone's favorite Star Wars film director, uh, made a little movie afterwards called Knives Out. That was a big hit at the box office. Uh, immediately, when you put a movie out and it makes that kind of money, people want a sequel. And it turns out that uh, he's going to give us two more movies. Knives Out 2 and 3 was bought by Netflix for $450 million. Almost half a billion dollars is going to Knives Out 2 and 3. Now, granted, this isn't like Lord of the Rings where there's like special effects and big epics. This is just a, a murder mystery detective story. But uh, Netflix was like, well, Ryan Johnson made the first one. He didn't make a, he didn't have a contract set for the sequel if it was successful. Uh, so when it was successful and he was able to leverage it, he put it out and uh, let everyone bid on it. And uh, Netflix won. $450 million. So uh, my question is, are we excited for Knives Out 2 and 3 coming on Netflix? Let's go to Aubrey. Um, I mean, it has a lot of potential to be really good. I'm hoping that they don't ruin it. But I didn't. I, I did like the first one, and I do like a good murder mystery. So here's to hoping. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
All right. Joy, what about you, man? Are you psyched for the uh, Knives Out trilogy to be uh, in your, your eyesight within the next few years? Is Ana de Armas coming back? I'm sure she's going to cameo, at, at least in part three. She's cameoing in my heart always. So. <laughs> I loved the first movie. Uh, I don't remember where I placed it on my top five of the year that year, but I really liked that movie a lot. And I'm interested to see where they go with it. I, I want to see them go wild. I mean, he's got full creative control and as much money as you could possibly ever need for these kind of movies. So just go nuts, man. Do something wild. I want to see him just go wild with it. I don't want to see the same. Oh, I want to see like the same type of movie. No, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to see the same type of movie. Does that make sense? Like, sure. like I want to see uh, another mystery with uh, Daniel Craig as that character solving it, but it doesn't have to be a murder or something. It could be something even crazier. Just go fucking nuts, man. You got millions of dollars to do whatever you want. So let's uh, let's see something wild. I'm just interested to see what they do with it. Uh, hopefully it's good. If the second one's good, then you know the third one will be even better. So uh, it's cool. I mean, I'm glad for him that he signed the contract. He gets full creative control, do whatever the hell he wants, make a bunch of money, stay the far far away from Star Wars as humanly possible. <laughs> How, um, dare How dare you? He's <laughs> <laughs> very busy. He doesn't have time to ruin Star Wars. Hopefully that... <laughs> What attractive uh, female can he hire for this movie and stick in a potato sack? Um, Christina Hendricks. Yeah. What's Aquafina doing these days? <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that uh, Star Wars fans probably uh, are a little bit behind us because Ryan Johnson is supposed to be making his other Star Wars trilogy. And they're like, it's never going to happen. You know what? <laughs> can we, is there a way that we can keep Ryan Johnson busy for a few years? <laughs> and Netflix is like, yeah, here's $450 million. Go make a couple more movies. That should keep him out of Star Wars fans' <laughs> hair for at least five years. Somewhere Jeff Carter is weeping. <laughs> so Knives Out 2 does start filming in Greece uh, pretty soon, this summer, actually. So, you know, it is underway. Uh, just, I would say, be ready to have your expectations subverted. If, uh, Brian Johnson is uh, the filmmaker that he uh, that he's been over these past few years. You know, I wasn't that big of a fan of the first one. I thought it's a good movie. Could use a little bit more Lakeith Stanfield in it. But um, yeah, whatever. Ryan Johnson can do it every once after the fucking beating that he took from Star Wars fans after Last <laughs> Jedi. He, he deserves some goodness. So, uh, yeah. yeah, well, I don't know if we'll be talking about it on the show, but Knives Out 2 and 3 on Netflix. Oh, we'll be talking about it. <laughs> don't you worry yourself. It turns out Christopher Plummer's like been alive this whole time and Daniel Craig sees him on the edge of a cliff, <laughs> gives him oh, a no. book and he, th- he throws a book over his shoulder. <laughs> Hands him a knife. Knives. Ow. <laughs> Just throws, <laughs> throws the knife over the cliff. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. All right. So then in the last bit of news, guess what, guys? We have to go back. God damn it. After the oh, we're done with this. Oh no! Oh no! 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 After the rousing success of Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think uh, Warner Brothers actually went out and warned a brother and said we are not going to be doing New Gods and the Trench, and it's partly because uh, Warner Brothers had said that it's not in line with what they have lined up or what they have planned for the other DC Universe movies, which means that everything is going to be connected. And they will figure out a way to explain how there's um, other movies that are DC characters, but not connected to the universe. But they're, they're not giving up. They're sticking with the Marvel plan, and they are going to make a connected DC cinematic universe if it kills everyone. So how do you guys feel about New Gods and a Trench being canceled? Let's go back to Joey. Uh, I'm, I'm sad about New Gods. Uh, those, are, those are great books back in the day with classic Kirby characters. Um, so I don't know how it would have worked as a movie. I'll be honest with you. Maybe Ava DuVernay and Tom King couldn't crack the code and put something in front of Warner Brothers that made them be like, yeah, we have to make this no matter what. I, I think it'd make a better TV series. I think it could be a great, oh God, here we go again, great Game of Thrones style <laughs> uh, series on HBO Max. I, 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 I will stand by that. I think that that would work great, but I don't know how you make that into a two hour movie that normal people could comprehend. So, and I don't trust DC to do it. That's the thing. Like Marvel, 
oh, we're going to make this type of movie or this or that, these crazy out of control, like obscure characters. Okay. Yeah. I trust you guys to do it, but DC, I don't really trust them to, to be able to handle that at this point. And I just think it would be a better TV series. So new gods, sadly not happening. I'm really surprised they canceled the trench. I know it was like peripherally, peripherally, God, I can't say words that connected to Aquaman. But I can't see why you couldn't give some sort of um, up and coming horror director or something, maybe like six, ten million dollars and, and say, hey, go make this low budget and fun. Like, I don't know why you couldn't do that and throw it on HBO Max. Like, it's, it's that, That's a weird one for me, uh, especially when you watch some of the lower budget things that you see on like a shutter or uh, even some of the stuff that pops up on Amazon from time to time. Like, I'm, I'm sure Psycho Gorman didn't cost that much money to, to film, but I thought it was amazing. So why couldn't you give some up and coming horror director or whatever sci-fi director some some small amount and have it bang out a fun movie for you i, I don't know but very strange uh, i'm very very confused as to what the hell they're doing apparently flashpoint is supposed to set up their whole new universe but it's also going to have ben affleck batman and michael keaton in it so i don't know what the hell's happening and i don't think anybody knows what's happening over there well it sounds like they do have some sort of plan they're just not letting anyone know about it uh, except for the people who have been developing these movies for the past couple of years <laughs> that sucks um aubrey how do you feel about us losing new gods and the trench movies um i don't really care too much i did read that bat the new batman movies are going to be set in earth 2 uh so i i'm sure that that's somewhat of the direction that they're going into because it kind of touched on that in Zack snyder's justice league was that there was different Earths and, and universes and stuff. Um, I would like to see them go in a more gritty direction, like in Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think that that is what makes DC really work for me, is those dark and, um, I don't want to say rough, but like depressing films. Not even really depressing, but just like that aesthetic really works very well for DC movies, I think. And that's what makes them like amp up for me, at least. You know, you look at movies like Aquaman was kind of that way. And Wonder Woman 1984 was not. And it sucked. So I would like to see it go that direction. I I don't really care too much that they took two movies out. There are two things out because I think that they need to fix their team before they touch anything else mm-hmm. <laughs> because they've done such a shitty job. So they need to fix whatever they're doing wrong first. Well, this is probably the first step of them fixing it. You know, these filmmakers have, like I said, they spent the past couple of years like developing these stories and trying to, you know, mold this clay to get it ready to be released. And Warner Brothers was like, hey, you know what? And then uh, we spent enough money and time on this. We're just not going to do it. But I do agree with you, Joey. Having a um, a kind of a, not independent, but kind of a young and up-and-coming director take a low-budget uh, crack at some of these stories, kind of like what Todd Phillips did with Joker, even though he's not a new director. But they, you know, they gave him a small budget and said, go nuts with this character. And he walked away with like a couple of Academy Award nominations. So, you know, it is within their wheelhouse to do, do that. I think with Zack Snyder's Justice League being so popular on HBO Max, uh, they might revisit the trench for as a TV show. Um, but they probably want to see how Aquaman 2 does first before they, uh, you know, no pun intended, sink anymore uh, into this into this franchise. But, you know, we have our list of DC movies <laughs> that are still coming out. <laughs> so uh, we will be watching this with a great interest. Uh, so that's two that we can wipe off the board. And we did already mention like uh, Black Superman and Blue Beetle. So those are on the board. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got for the news for this week. Awesome. Well, we'll take a quick break and we're going to come back with our review of Godzilla vs. Kong. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the fifth annual live stream for The Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without. Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the live stream for The Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. 
That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. And we are back. All right, guys. Godzilla versus Kong, one of the first big movie releases of the year, tearing up the box office, tearing up HBO Max. This is a big one, guys. We all had a chance to watch it. We'll start, of course, with non-spoiler impressions, then we'll play the drop, letting you know we're spoiling the movie. So if you haven't seen it, you can bounce. The rest of you stick around, and we'll discuss Godzilla versus Kong. But to start, Aubrey, what'd you think? Um, I liked it for what it was. <laughs> That's, doesn't, that doesn't, so what was it then? <laughs> I, I'm not like a big King Kong fan. Uh, so to watch a movie with King Kong and it, 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 I mean, I could take it or leave it. Uh, so I think that in that aspect, I've, I almost feel like it suffered a little bit. If you haven't watched the other movies, this one is going to be hard to get into. So if you haven't watched Skull Island, if you didn't watch King of the Monsters, it's a little bit more difficult, I feel like, to get into. But I do, I do like it. Noah's made everybody watch it over and over again. So, <laughs> well, at least he liked it. Mark Ellis, I think you kind of tipped your hat a little earlier in the show. But what did you think? Yeah, I'm a little of two minds of this movie. Um, I knew that in order to give it the best chance uh, for me to like it, I had to see it on a big screen. So I did actually did venture out to the theaters uh, and watch it on a big screen. And the whole did time, they play food flow. Uh, no, they didn't actually. Holy oh. shit. I just realized that <sighs> I want my money back. <laughs> well, fuck you, Cinemark. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't pay anything for it. Actually, now that I think about it. I, ha- I have so many free uh, tickets because I haven't gone to the movies in so long. I just use one of the free ones. But as I'm sitting there watching a the movie, I am like, I fucking hate this movie <laughs> so much. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie so much. So yeah, I'm of two minds. If you like, I I like the the fight scenes. I hated everything else. Okay, so I feel like I'm living in clown world sometimes when I'm looking at other people's reactions to this movie online, even people that we know and like actually value their opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like everybody loved this movie, and uh, I don't know. I thought it was all right. I guess I don't know. I guess it was okay. I went from it being an okay to kind of like not really liking it the more I think about it, but I don't really care about it. And when it ended, I was just like, I feel nothing. <laughs> I kind of like just, King of the Monsters more than this one. That's brutal because I thought King of the Monsters was ass. Oh. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I, I would, I don't think I would go that far, but. I just, I don't know. Like the movie just ended and I was like, okay, I was, this is a movie I watched. Great. The end. And then I shut it off and I went to bed. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like it was just very blah, but, uh, I guess that kind of tells you what we thought. The only way for us to really discuss it is to spoil the movie. So Markellis dropped the drop and let's spoil Godzilla versus Kong. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, guys. So we're going to start with things we liked. Now, Marcellus, it doesn't sound like there was much. But for you, what were some things you liked about the movie? So, again, like I said, I actually did like all of the fight scenes. Um, I thought the fight scenes were, were – that's what you come to a Godzilla versus Kong movie for. And that's what that's what I got. All right. So I really liked the cast. I thought the cast was really good. Uh, I absolutely hated the script. I thought the story was complete shit. And I have to, all right, so I have to preference this. Uh, and a lot of people are going to completely disagree with me, and that's totally fine. I like the first Godzilla movie. Like, I thought it worked. And it wasn't excellent, but I enjoyed it for what it was. I, I thought it worked for what it's supposed to be. Uh, I wasn't that big of a fan of Kong Skull Island. I thought it was okay. I love King of the Monsters. That one, I think, is the best one. 
so that's where I stand on the the MonsterVerse uh, ratings. But this one, it looked really cool. Had a lot of cool visual aspects. The cast was really good. The effects were amazing. And the fight scenes, when they finally showed up, were actually really good. So so that's what I liked about Oh, and the, the main guy is a podcaster. So uh, shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> the hero of the movie is a podcaster. So uh, yeah, that's what I liked about it. Okay. Um, Aubrey, I'm sure you've seen the movie enough times at this point that uh, I'm sure you've got to have something that you like about it. Yeah, I've seen it at least four times. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Noah wants to watch it with every individual in his circle. And he wants to walk them through it in depth. And so <laughs> I've seen it at least four times between who he's shown. Um, I did. So I saw it in the extreme showing. So I saw the bigger screen, the better graphics, uh, louder sound effects. And I think that that helped it a little bit. I did like, I feel like Millie Bobby Brown's character is better in this one than in King of the Monsters, but I liked King of the Monsters more. Uh, I like, I like it. The podcaster dude. I like their kind of dynamic that trios dynamic. I like seeing hollow earth. I like, I like how Mecha Godzilla seems more attainable. Like if you look at the old Mechagodzilla, it's like, okay, how did they create this? But this kind of seems like it could actually happen. Like, they could actually create a huge robotic dinosaur-looking creature. And his design, even though it was kind of janky, also looked like something that somebody could actually make. Rather than just a big, huge pile of steel, he actually looked like movable parts that kind of made more sense. So I did like that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, I liked it for what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that, uh, Noah being so into it, maybe softens you on the movie more than it would have, if you didn't see it with him? Yeah, definitely. He was super, super into it. And that was really nice to see because he was like on the edge of his seat the whole time. And, he gave it an infinity out of infinity and just absolutely loved the movie. And he's super into it too. He wants everybody to watch it with him and he wants to tell them all about it. And he ruined the movie for everybody in the theater too. So like two seconds in, he told everybody how Mecha Godzilla was in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, well, if nobody saw that theory online, they sure do know now. So he, in, in, even like once the credits started or like the beginning, the intro, he was like screaming and he's like, this is the best movie ever. And Godzilla would get hit and he would be screaming that it was, it was crap and he was rooting for Godzilla. So he was like super into it. So I think him being the hype man just kind of made it a little <laughs> bit better. Well, as for me, my friends, um, what did I like about this movie? Well, you're right about one thing. It looks great. Um, even on HBO Max, it looks really good. Uh, the special effects are great. I liked the fight scenes between the animals, uh, I guess you would call them that, Godzilla and Kong, I thought were, were fun. Um, I know people have hated on it, but I didn't mind the side quest with uh, Millie Bobby Brown and the podcaster and the kid from uh, Deadpool 2 and Bell Snickle. <laughs> uh, i didn't mind that i thought that was fun i like there was an eva reference um yeah yep the fights were cool <laughs> and the fights were cool Mecha godzilla looked cool i guess he looked like he fit in this universe i would have liked him a little more uh power rangery um but you know i don't think that modern audiences are going to go for big rubber monsters fighting each other. So, but that's about it for me for things I like. So, uh, let's jump into things we didn't like. Mark Ellis, pull out your laundry list. <laughs> what didn't you like about the movie? All right. So in the other movie, uh, kicking the monsters, I know a lot of people didn't like that one. I enjoyed the interaction between the humans before you get to the monster stuff. I know like no one cares about any of that shit, but, 
in these type of movies, you have to at least make me care a little bit. There's 40 minutes before the first fight in um, Godzilla versus Kong. So for 40 minutes, you better keep my interest. And it really did not. I didn't give two shits about any of those people, any of those characters at all. Why was Millie Bobby Brown's father back in there? Like, why was why did Kyle Chandler show up? He was in three scenes. He had dialogue in one. <laughs> the camera, the and camera it wasn't was good uh, dialogue. <laughs> there was a bunch of stuff cut. Mark um, Lance Reddick's entire storyline was cut out. Uh, Jessica Henwick's entire appearance in the movie was cut out. There are other things like almost everything involving like Monarch and the MonsterVerse was like cut out of the movie. I'm going to tell you, when I found out Jessica Henwick was cut out of this movie, it instantly dropped it down to point. <laughs> yep. I'll agree there. <laughs> so these kids and this podcaster just walk into this big scientific building <laughs> with no problem whatsoever. Well, he worked there, though, right? Wasn't that the same place he worked? Yeah, that he worked for five years but didn't have any kind of like access key at all. Hmm. Yeah, whatever. Um Freaking, um, all right, so yeah, so the dad was there for one scene, and then through the rest of the movie, the camera would just point to him, and he'll look off, like, scared, and that was it. <laughs> that was all of his <laughs> acting. <laughs> the camera did all of the acting for him. So they, everything about Middle Earth, or Hollow Earth, whatever the fuck it was, <laughs> they go into the center of the Earth. Where does the sun, like, come from? Like, how are they walking around? <laughs> and it's a bright daylight. Isn't it? Where's the sun? Don't worry right. about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a big monkey fighting a big lizard. Who cares? Um, the freaking high tech spaceships. All right. So this guy is a he's a he writes wrote a book about Hollow Earth. You know. So he's just a a, a professor, but then he's also a pilot and <laughs> a military guy. I, it, oh, oh my God. Yes. Everything. <laughs> everything about the human element of the story. The story was just complete shit. I did like the characters. Like I said, I liked the little girl. I liked the little deaf girl. I thought she was awesome. I thought the evil daughter of the main guy was good. She was, no, she fit that part perfectly. Uh, and she's really hot. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so Apex builds a, uh, a Mecha Godzilla and Godzilla is pissed. So Godzilla goes to fight it. Is that? Is that the main thrust of this movie? Right. So if I understand correctly, Godzilla was the apex predator, whatever, right? He was basically king of the monsters. At the end of King of the Monsters, <laughs> right. all the other monsters bow down to Godzilla. And they are like, you're the you're the king. We're just your bitches. We're right. not going to do anything or mess with you. And we're going to go away. And we're not going to come back for the sequel. <laughs> um, exactly. And then... They made a Mecha Godzilla, so Godzilla was like, "Yo, who's this fucking asshole?" And kept attacking their base because he wanted to fight it to prove that he was the the king, king of the monsters, right? Right. But he and only King he, Kong was like hanging out in Hollow Earth, so Godzilla didn't know he was there. So Godzilla attacks the Florida base. That's the that's yes. the first place that they get him. But they built Mecha Godzilla in Hong Kong, right? And there was a testing facility, and they tested that machine multiple times without a good power source, which is why they had to go to Hollow Earth to get the power source. Where was Godzilla through all those other times when they were testing the machine? Why did he just he's, happen to show up in Florida? He was busy. <laughs> he was doing hot girl things. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure there's a logical explanation for it. It didn't make sense to me. I couldn't care less. I It made, it fucking made King of the Monsters look like, like, um, like David Fincher 7. It looks like, like the, the most tightest wound script ever. Because this one, I'm like, <laughs> these kids are just like walking around for no reason. They're, they're just, they're, their main idea is to, we're going to break into this facility. And do what? Expose who? Expose how? They get into this sh- this flying ship there were the where Apex just happens to have a cargo ship that goes from Florida to Hong Kong <laughs> with 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 monsters from the King Kong movie. And they just happen to be on the ship that's going six hundred miles an hour with no issues whatsoever. Like the ship doesn't notice them and they ride perfectly smooth. There's so much science sci-fi bullshit in this that I'm just like, please 
Let's just get back to the fighting. And then the second fight comes 40 minutes later. I'm like, fuck. Let's just get to something, please. So, yeah, the end of the movie was awesome. The script for the humans was complete shit. And it, I loved King of the Monsters storyline so much better than this one. So, yeah, I hated all of that. Wow. All right. Uh, Aubrey, now that you've seen the movie four times with probably fifth and sixth showings pending, uh, what are some things you didn't like about the movie? I agree with Mark 100%. The, <laughs> the script for the humans is trash. Especially Millie Bobby Brown's dad. Like when he says, give your pop some slack for some reason, that line makes me so angry. <laughs> like it sounds awful. Who wrote that? It sounds cringy. And I, I really hope that they release a director's cut of this movie because what they edited out was a very bad decision. It's like Warner Brothers took over their editing. And just hacked it. I don't understand how the dad gets to Hong Kong. Like he, he's supposed to be in Florida. And then all of a sudden Godzilla's attacking Hong Kong and there's her dad. He just somehow hops on a flight and makes it to Hong Kong in two seconds. How did that happen? You know, they actually did. Um, they actually did explain that in line is like the, the cameras on him. And you don't see who says it, but someone off screen says, sir, the monster's attacking in Hong Kong. Your flight will be ready in a second. That's it. Uh, see, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Do you think that was 80 yard in afterward? It totally was. The four times I've seen it, somehow I've missed that each time. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I'm so angry when I actually see it. With, but. with all this sci-fi bullshit in this movie, why didn't they just have somebody be like, sir, the teleporter is right. <laughs> like they somehow had a teleporter from one apex place to another. So that's how Millie Bobby Brown got from one area to another. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't, uh, I don't know. That part makes me really angry. Um, Dr. Sarazawa, when he's inside uh, Ghidorah's head, looks really stupid. I think they could have spent a, just a tiny bit more money on that. Maybe it was the fact that I hadn't watched any of the MonsterVerse movies since ever. I, I didn't rewatch any of them, but I hadn't watched any of them since King of the Monsters or thought about them. I had no fucking idea who that was or what they were supposed to be doing. <laughs> uh, see, when... I knew um, what Georgia's head was, but like, like I didn't understand like who those guys were and like why it was such a big deal. Like, oh, here's this Asian guy. Like, okay? like I think that also helped that Noah was there because he's like, is that Dr. Sarazawa? How is he still alive? How the heck did he live? I'm like, oh, okay. I guess that's who it is. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I think it helped to watch it with Noah because he knew who everybody was in everything. And I, he, he apparently has been watching videos preparing himself to see this too. <laughs> he's just like, thanks to film theories, I knew this. And <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, there, the, the human aspect of this movie is severely lacking and I enjoyed the human storyline that kind of shaped King of the Monsters. So I feel like this one really lacked in it and, but the action, the action was fantastic and the fight scenes were fantastic. So it makes me really sad that the human part of it really sucked because it ruins the movie for me. All right. Well, I feel like you guys kind of touched on just about everything, <laughs> but uh, I got a lot more in the tank. But go right ahead. <laughs> all right. Well, I just the the human storyline is ass, and it's been ass in these movies. I think completely <laughs> the entire monster versus these human storylines are ass. Um, and we don't even get Brie, Brie Larson in a tank top in this one, so it's, it's pretty disappointing. <laughs> but yeah, I, it just it doesn't make sense. And like I was just talking about with Mark a few minutes ago, there's stuff that a lot of stuff was cut out, and I don't know if that's because this was technically the last MonsterVerse movie, so why bother going in depth with like Monarch stuff and things like that? But God, it's bad, and a lot of it doesn't make sense. Um, the whole subplot with millie bobby brown and the podcaster you're right mark i don't know what the end game of what they were doing is supposed to be 
and then they get to Hong Kong and the end result of all of it is so Bell Snickel can spill water on a computer. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And I don't want to be the type of person that hates the actor and not the characters, but God, I, I don't want to see that guy in anything for a while. I need, <laughs> I need a break from Bell Snickel. I think <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I need a break from that guy. So, so please don't put him in anything for a little while. I, I just need a break. Um, yeah, their their story makes no sense. Did anyone else even have a story? The the deaf girl was there so that she could talk to King Kong a few times, but at the end of the day, like they didn't really have a story either. Um, and I liked I liked that part with the girl was able to communicate with them, but it was meaningless in the end. Um, basically, everything about this movie except the fights is bad. Like, what was that fucking Hollow Earth thing in the middle of the movie? Like, what was that? What was the point of that? They needed a place for Kong to live because he was smashing up Skull Island. He was throwing sticks and shit through the through the roof of Skull Island. So they need to they need to put him a place where he can't hurt anyone else. Um, what 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 was that axe like? Why did that axe exist, and why did he have to find it? Like what other than like to use it to fight Godzilla? Uh, it was <laughs> the key to unlock the atomic energy that. <laughs> Apex needed to power Mechagodzilla. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know. who knows? Who knows? Why would you send, why would you take a ship down to hollow earth with a, a six year old deaf girl instead of sending a drone <laughs> <laughs> down there to begin with? And I'm like, Oh shit. They got all this fancy it's technology. Yeah, it's going to be the most important discovery in human history. Let's send a deaf six year old. <laughs> And then they they get down there and they pull out a drone and the drone like goes over and gets a sample of the energy. I'm like, why the fuck didn't they just send a ship down there, a drone ship down there to begin with? I don't know. How did King Kong fly through that thing that like turns you inside out and back and not have it affect him in any way, shape or form? Because that's where he's originally from. So he's just used to like flying through this hole that like turns your guts inside out. Yep. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that whole section was doo doo feces, and they could have just taken the whole thing out. I don't. Why did the people that created Hollow Earth, the whatever people that made a society down there that had magical power and everything, why did they build their entire, <laughs> entire energy system around a gigantic axe that only a giant gorilla can pick up? <laughs> no, it was. I'm I'm under the impression that it was. <laughs> It was all gorillas. Like there was just like a hundred gorillas down there, uh, and Kong was like the last one. Oh, so it was like Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's like Planet of the Apes, but they were all taken out by something, and somehow Kong made it from there to Skull Island. Um, <laughs> it's getting no on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's don't just, know it all. Again, like almost everything in this movie is like if it's not. Godzilla and King Kong fighting it makes no fucking sense and the more you think about it the less sense it makes and it just it makes the movie worse and worse and worse that's the that's all I can say about this like I just I like the movie less the more I think <laughs> about it <sighs> any final thoughts my friends Marcellus yeah I would say you know, watch the opening scene, fast forward 40 minutes, watch the first fight, <laughs> fast forward 40 minutes and watch the last fights uh, at the end. I thought the fight scenes were really cool. I actually really enjoyed those. I thought it looked really cool. I like Mechagodzilla with the missiles. I like that uh, Ghidorah like took over Mechagodzilla. Um, I also love when the podcast is like, it's Robot Godzilla. And then Bill Schnickel goes, it's Mechagodzilla. Boo. <laughs> 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 While you're skipping all those parts of the movie, just look up uh, Google uh, Eliza Gonzalez and look at her pictures and you'll be all set. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I would I would say if you want to watch this movie, just fast forward through the, the human parts and just go right to the fighting. Aubrey, any final thoughts before we give a score? Um, no. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to watch it again like five <laughs> or six times. So you might as well just get ready for it. Yeah, he already wants to watch it with josh and uh he made my mom watch it and she was very angry about it (laughs) 
Oh, God. Um, yeah, I would definitely not pay money to see this, but I would definitely borrow someone's HBO Max password. Um, <laughs> th- that's the best I can say for it. So let's get a score out of five with zero being the worst, five being the best. The biggest movie of the year so far, Godzilla versus Kong. Marcellus, what do you got? I am going to give it a two because as much as I love the fight scenes, everything else is so crappy to me. Anyway, I know all of, all of our friends love it, but man, I know. I know. I feel like I'm living in clown world, man. When I see these reviews, I, I just don't get it. But all right, Aubrey, what do you got? I'm going to give it a, uh, a three. Three. Yeah. And I, I think it's much better for me because I watched it with Noah and he's so hyped. All right. Well, I, I can completely understand that. Sometimes the enthusiasm from your kids will carry over and make you love things more than you should. So I, I completely <laughs> understand that. But as for me, as a person who watched it by themselves, uh, I will give it a two out of five. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got to say it, it was the most blah movie um, I'd seen all year. I was walking in here at a two and a half, and the more I talked about it, the more I was like, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, human parts are so bad. It's just, wow. Wow. So, yeah, just fast forward to the the monsters fighting, like Mark said, and uh, and just call it a day. You, you can cut this movie down to like 30 minutes for yourself. <laughs> So that's going to do it. That's Godzilla versus Kong. All right, guys. Let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations out there for the listeners. Aubrey, what do you got? Uh, I recommend everybody watch Doom Patrol on HBO Max. It's uh, it's really funny. And that's all I have other time for is to just watch little snippets here and there. I have heard good things. I will let you know that I've heard good things. I have not watched it myself. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, there's a great documentary series on YouTube about K-pop called K-pop Evolution. Uh, it's an eight-part series that comes out every Wednesday where they talk about kind of the history of K-pop and how it's gotten to be where it is right now. It's very fascinating. It's on YouTube, so it's free. All right. Well, I will suggest you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel, YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There is hours of free exclusive content there. Adam has been dropping movie reviews and interviews like crazy. So if you are interested in checking out some interviews with directors, actresses, and actors, as well as trailer reactions, unboxings, and more, check that out. Don't forget our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get exclusive extra episodes of the podcast. We've got our Star Wars video podcast up there. We've got movie reviews that you can't get on the regular show. Uh, this month will be the only place where we hear us talk about our Oscar predictions. And uh, I will be discussing some Star Wars topics with Adam. And I think I'm going to be talking some more about Nobody on there as well. So check it out. Uh, Let's see. What do I want to suggest here? Uh, First off, I want to give big ups to everybody over in the UK. We were charting in the United Kingdom uh, last week. So thank you, listeners over there. Of course, Australia. Big shout out to you guys. And Myanmar. Big ups to you. Hope you guys are staying safe. Huge shout out to Kuwait as well. Love to see you guys coming in there. Uh, This whole month, starting in April, we're going to be each individually guest starring on a podcast where we have to pick a movie we haven't seen before, watch it, and talk about it. It's called uh, Wait, Haven't You Seen? Question mark. Uh, Easily found by going to tvstravis.com. Uh, I just recorded my episode last night where I talked about watching Jaws for the very first time. So that was exciting. I know everybody's been on my case to watch that. So check that out. Otherwise, that's going to do it for episode number 348 of the Snow Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all kaiju, Aubrey Litchfield. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Kong bows to no one. Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week where we'll hopefully be reviewing Boss Level from Hulu. 
See you soon. Good journey.